Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's such an honor, such a privilege to be back with you guys again. It's been a few years now and and I've got the absolutely wonderful, delightful honor and privilege to have my beautiful wife Sally with me for the first time but not the last time. We're in a new season. How many people know that God is a God of seasons? Some of you are misdiagnosing what's happening in your life because you're actually expecting something different, but for everything there's a time and a season. And so I want to encourage you to lean and say, Father, what is this the season for in your life? But I honor Sally. I just uh, She has blessed my life. She's encouraged me. She's enlarged me. She's taught me about God. She's taught me what He's like, and I'm just honored and blessed. So I honor you, and I'm honored to be here with you. And today, I just love you guys. I love walking with you guys. I I truly, truly, truly do. Something glorious is happening this weekend. Something is uh, happening at Life Church Marutna. And if you're not aware of that, you need to wake up because there's something happening at Life Church. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, says, See, I am doing a new thing, says the Lord. Now it springs up. Do you not see it? Do you not perceive it? What does that say to me? It means that God can be doing something new and we don't see it because we're not looking for what God is doing. And I want to encourage you to be people that live with your spiritual eyes wide open, looking to see what God is doing here, now, and what He is doing in people's lives. I want to pray and I want to, I just want to download. Is that cool? Don't sit down and go quiet. I forbid it. All right? I'm going to talk to you. You talk to me, John. Is that cool? Shout me down. Father, right now we want to thank you that you are the maker of heaven and earth. Lord, and you created all that is good. Lord, the heavens and the earth and the fullness thereof. Come on, church, the fullness thereof. What a great God. There is no lack. There is no insufficiency. There is no depletion. There is no tiredness or weariness, oh God. There is no loss of memory, Lord. You have not forgotten where you place things, almighty God. Lord, you are a God that knows all and is in all and lives in all and loves all and is for all. Lord, we want to declare the truth of the Word of the living God, regardless of how we feel right now and what we're going through right now. Not to diminish that but Lord we must elevate the Lord God Almighty because our circumstances are screaming loudly our relationships are pulling us this way and that way our minds and emotions are are trying to pull us down there's an enemy against us but I declare that greater is the one living in me than the enemy that is living in the world oh God Almighty you are greater it's not just a nice thing to say it's the absolute truth of this word and I cry out that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will manifest in this place today. We do not want to hear teaching. We do not want to hear nice words. We want to hear the Word of the Lord and we want to see it as you see it, oh God. Let it be deep calling unto deep. Let it be spirit to spirit. 
Speak into our DNA. Speak into our destiny. Speak into our identity. Speak into our future. Oh God, speak into our hope. Speak into our purpose. Speak into our life. Speak into our love. Oh God, speak into how you see us and who you are. Oh God, speak to us even about eternity, we pray. Lord, just help me to download what you, whatever is on your heart. And we will lean in and we will listen and we will receive. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if there's any hungry people that are grateful that God has become your life and who want God to become other people's lives, I want you to shout amen like you're not ashamed. Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, buddy. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God to salvation. Sometimes I wonder if people are sitting in the seat and say, settle down, Steve, tone it down, Steve. And those same people scream and yell at a footy match or at a concert or when their kids are doing something great and then we come and be all passive for God. We call it reverence. I call it boredom and laziness and not sure what came over me, but there you go. I don't think we're going to go to heaven and spend eternity with God and go, are we done yet? I think that eternal life is something much greater than we, we've even started to comprehend. And today I want to do a couple of things, but I want to speak into the name, the DNA of your church for a moment, Life Church Marupna. Life Church Marupna. Life Church. Come on, what a great name. What a great name for a church. Life Church But this life that we're talking about, how many people have, as I said in my prayer, are grateful that you've, (laughs) you got the privilege of knowing God? How many many people want some other people to come into this eternal life? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you pray for that? Do you believe for that? Do you you go to your work believing that God will give you opportunities? Do you go to your families? Oh, God, God, right now, I'm the one or is it? Oh, no, no, I do it. I'm the one who is the the one giving the ministry of reconciliation or is it? Oh, no, no, I do a job and I, I have to go there. But come on, everywhere we go, Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed because the Holy Spirit was on Him, but the Holy Spirit is in us. But this life that we're talking about, the name of your church, I don't, maybe I'm going to correct some of your theology today, I don't know, but I'm just going to stir a little bit here. This life is not about a better life. It's not about a good life. It's not about a changed life. It's not about a successful life. It's not about a clean life. This is not the name of your church. We got to make sure that this whole thing about life church is that God wants to come and bless our life here and now. Does he? Of course he does. Absolutely. But that's not the ultimate what your name is. It's not that my life has been changed. That's not what this is about. It's not that my life that I have here is changed. It is eternal life that we're talking about. Life church is about eternal life. It's about eternal life. It's about eternal life. Eternal life. 
And as I said yesterday, I think we might have forgotten the eternal part of eternal life. Eternal life is not that we have accepted Jesus. That is the doorway into eternal life, which is a life that doesn't end. An eternal life. We, def- we bring life, eternal life down to a moment or down to a decision or down to the fact that I have Jesus, therefore I have eternal life because I have Him now. No, that is, that is a part of it, but it's not the end of it. That's why Paul said to live is Christ, but to die is gain. For a believer, we think this is as good as it gets. This is not as good as it gets. This is just a little taste of what we can't even imagine, which is going to go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever in the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Life, church, is about eternal life. And we get to enjoy a little bit here and now. we got to let ourselves enjoy In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Not in the best comedy, not in the best jokes, not in the best crazy animals that you see in the zoo that look like they've been made up of spare parts by God. In His presence is fullness of joy. Some people, I fear God. Come on, heaven is the fullness of joy manifested in its reality. It's the fullness of peace. It's the fullness of hope. Life church is about eternal life. Everyone say eternal life. So therefore, I want to declare and release over your into your spirits right now. It's not so much about what I am doing with my life here for now. Let me talk into your spirits. Eternal life and this life that we're talking about, that we're part of life church is not, Ryan, about what I am doing with my life. Can I come and just, just, I'm doing everything I want to do this morning, I'm doing in the spirit realm, so please jump in. It's not, it's not against me, it's not against you, it's not against us. It's against an enemy that has blinded us and diluted and at times polluted and brought us down just to a natural level. Oh, now I've got Jesus. Now it's about He'll bless my life. No, it's about eternal life. It's about it. We've come down to it's about my life here for now. That's what God has come to bless. No, it's actually about it's not what am I doing with my life here for now is this is the question what am I doing with God's eternal life now for eternity let me say it again it's not about what am I doing with my life it's not my life I'm I, I lost my life when I accepted Jesus Christ but then again, I'm glad I did because my life was a sinful life, a broken life. Oh, come on, my life was a dysfunctional life. Anyone else? And I got eternal life. Oh, I, got, I stepped into the doorway all through Jesus Christ of eternal life, which is this living relationship, this divine connection, covenantal connection that Sally talked about with God. And it starts now, but it doesn't stop when I stop breathing. I get promoted to glory. Oh, Christians, we should not fear it. We should celebrate the fact that we are going to, Lord, oh, come on. 
It's not that something's going to be added. It's just those things that are hindering are going to fall away. Come on. Oh, the death and the disease and the, the affliction and the anxiety and the fear and the worry and the accusation and the attacks of the enemy fall away. And it's pure God. This is eternal life. It's not that I go to heaven. Heaven's not the destination. God is. I'm trying. What more do you want? Rabahu, Jesus. In preparation for coming here, which I really don't need preparation as much as just walking with Father and just letting him download and just stir my heart. I found him draw me to John chapter 14. I read this yesterday to Liz, but we're going to read it again. And uh, I want to step into it. And here's the, if you get the down, if you get what I'm wanting to say, um, if you if you got two words that you go away with, eternal life, eternal life, eternal life. Everyone say eternal life with me. Say it like you like oh you can't you can't wait to come on just come on eternal life. If there's any fear in it, then we've seen it wrong. If there's any fear and if, if there's any fear and death for a believer, we've seen something wrong. Paul said it. He's the one that man. He's the greatest apostle of faith. He says to live is Christ. If I'm going to live, I'm going to live for the glory of God. Can I hear an amen to that? Come on. Is that what your purpose to do? Is not, my life is not my own. I'm bought with the price, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 16. We need a, a fresh revolution of that in the church, a reviving of the church. My life is not, what, what do you want to do with your life? Come on, what do you want to do? What, what do you, no, 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 no. What does God want me to do? Because this is not my life. I, 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 don't, I don't have the right to go where I want to go, do what I want to do. I don't have the right. I was preaching in Perth a couple of weeks and weekends ago and, and I was driving to one of the meetings and they had many meetings that weekend and we're driving to another meeting. The pastor said, man, thank you so much for giving up your time to come here. I said, I'll stop you right there. Uh, it's not my time. I don't have time. God created time. I, I'm just got to go where he tell me to go. And so I'm not giving up nothing. I don't own time. I don't own my life. I am not my own. I've been bought with the price. And that price has not diminished my life. It's enlarged my life. Do I look like I'm diminished? I'm not diminished. God is alive. And He's living in me. That's not a nice little cliche. He's living in me. One day I'm going to get to heaven and be able to express myself. Because right now, I feel so contained in this. We just, let's not. Reduce eternal life and God down to my life was going like this, and now I added God and I added coffee and I and I added chocolate, and now it's all good. I got the Trinity. No, that's not what it's about. It's not about a bit of God. How you doing up there? Wonderful. I'm doing fantastic, and thank you for asking. Um, no, halfway through. I'll let you know. Thank you. 
eternal life. Everyone say eternal life. God said to go to John chapter 14. I want to go to John chapter 14. Amen. Do it again. No? Okay. I do that when you leave, they do it. John 14 verse 1. Praise the name of the Lord. God is good. Isn't he, Andy? Isn't he? Hmm. Let's go to John chapter 14 verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. <laughs> Do you know what probably the greatest enemy to us stepping into eternal life right now? We let our hearts be troubled. Sometimes we look at certain people and say, it's fine for you. I met Melissa, Sally and I had dinner last night and we talk about this. And here's the thing. We sit there and go, well, you don't know what I'm going through. Here's the truth. Every one of us in this room either is, has, or will go through deep stuff. Can we just get real? Be real honest here. Some of us are going through stuff and many times, here's one of the greatest plans of the enemy, one of the greatest schemes rather of the enemy is to get us to believe that what we're going through is more difficult, more painful than what anyone else is going through. Which actually in itself breeds this sense of they don't understand. It can breed this victim mentality. And, and I want to come and say that my wife and I, we're going through some very deep stuff right now. Yet Jesus comes in this passage, and I encourage you to meditate on John 14, 15, 16, 17. Uh, I mean, it's rich, it's deep, it's deep and deep. And this whole starts by going, do not let your heart... About to read is actually about eternal life. But Jesus starts by going, do not let your hearts be troubled. And the first thing I want to say on that is if Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled, then that means it has to be possible that by the Spirit of God, we can actually not let our hearts be troubled. Otherwise, God is very unjust. He doesn't say, hey, come on, try, try, try to tr just, no, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be troubled. I'm speaking to myself, is that right, John? I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to us today. But I want, and here's what God's going to do. Uh, he said this to me this morning when I was at home uh, and, uh, in the apartment, and he said this, he said, today is about a shift of perspective. Because I already tried to download a little bit to you this life is not just about a better life a, a good life a clean life a healthier life a success this is about eternal life are, are you hearing that when you think about life it's about eternal life it's not just about getting saved it's not just about going to heaven it's actually about God and eternity with God but right now as we step into this next part I believe God is going to give a shift of perspective to me to you Pastor Matt to you Pastor Melissa to you Sally he's going to give a shift of perspective to Andy and Steph he's going to give a shift of perspective to the ones in the top and in the back and the front so are you ready for this because he comes and he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus talking. I think what he's, in, he, what he's actually, um, if, I, if I can bring it this way, because it's what I feel the Spirit of God is saying. What he's saying actually, more than you believe in, in God, 
believe in me. He's actually saying, you believe God. Now I need you to believe me. I need you to believe me because I'm about to say some stuff. He's just made a sweeping, uh, just a general statement. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Now, do you, do you believe God? So let me ask you, church, Life Church. Uh, the, uh, I want to stand before you on behalf of God. Can I do that and speak into your spirit? Can I do that, please? Do not let your hearts be troubled. The Bible says, guard your heart. It's your heart. It's not the enemy's heart. It's not the people who are throwing stuff at you. It's your heart. It's like your mind. He says, come on, you, you, you can, you've got the mind of Christ. You, you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That Your mind is your mind. God, I remember years ago when God said to me, Steve, your mind is your mind. It's not the devil's mind. It's your mind. Come on, you guard your mind. You, you, you saturate yourself in the Word and become transformed. And you renew. Come on, your heart, you guard your heart. He says, now do not let your hearts be troubled. Do you believe in God? Do you believe? Now, I want you to believe what Jesus says right now. He goes, my father's house has many rooms. This is not a physical thing. This is a spiritual thing, church. Come on, God is not a natural being. He is a spiritual being. Can I hear an amen? If you believe what I'm saying, come on, come in agreement with me. He is, a, he is a spiritual being. He created the natural, but He is not bound by the natural. He is not bound by time. He created time. He lives in the eternals. So this is not a physical room. And our problem is when we think of heaven and, and these sort of things, we try to imagine what does it look like. And the only, the only way we can do that is through a natural lens. Get rid of that because it's not a natural thing. God is not a, he is a, he goes, I am a spirit and those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. He manifests himself sometimes as a natural thing so that we can relate like he does a dove and like he does different things. Is that right? Talks about the lion and, and lying down with the lamb and, and he is a lion of the tribe. He uses imagery so we can try to somehow start to get a bit of a picture. But he is not a lion, he's not a lamb, he's not a dove, he is a spirit. He says, my father's house. Now, I want to read this again. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Come on, you believe God, so I need you to believe me right now. I'm about to say some stuff. In my father's house, there are many rooms. And if that were not so, would I have told you I'm actually going there to prepare a place for you? Hang on, I thought you were talking about my heart's been troubled. and I thought you were, you were starting to talk about my reality and my problems. Uh, why do you shift to talking about, what, um, about that? I, I need you to come and talk to me. And this is the word of the Lord to us. That herein lies my problem many times and maybe our challenges. We want God just to come and just talk about us and, and our reality and our problem. And that's what we want to talk about. And God comes and says, uh, don't let your heart be troubled. Now, I need to shift your attention because right now you're struggling is not what you're going through, but that's all that you're fixating on. I need to shift your from the now to the eternal. Come on, this is not diminishing your reality. This is actually gonna help you get through it. Don't let your heart be troubled. Great. Okay, now let's move on to something I wanna grab your heart and tension about. Come on, in my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Come on, if He created the heavens and the earth in six days and He is spending thousands of years preparing a place, how good do you think it's gonna be? And if I go and I prepare a place for you, I will come back. And I will take you to be with me that you may be where I am. 
Do you know where he is? He's in his father's house. Come on, he's sitting at the right hand of the father. He goes, I'm going to take you back to be with the father. Do you know that's Jesus' desire for us? He says, then he says this, you know the way to the place where I am going. This is really important right now. And Thomas said to him, actually, Lord, we don't actually know the way to where you're going. We're sorry, we don't know where you're going. We don't understand. You're talking language that we don't get. I don't understand. What are you saying, God? Maybe you're sitting here today going, I don't understand. Welcome to all of our life in some level. No one in this room fully understands God or eternity or heaven, do you? you, if, you if you think you do, you're deceived. Because no created being can fully understand an eternal, limitless God. We know in part, we see in part, we look through a glass dimly. But Jesus is wetting our appetite saying, let me tell you, there's something far greater. And Thomas said what you and I might say, we, we don't know what it all looks like. So how can we get there? How do we, how do we get there? It's the same question that we have at times. And Jesus answered, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no one can come to the Father. I thought it was all about coming to Jesus. No, it's about coming to the Father, except you come through me. Eternity is not eternity just being with Jesus, although it will be. It's not just eternity being with Holy Spirit, although it will be. It is primarily eternity with Father because Jesus said, we're preparing and I'm going to take you back to be with me where I'm with the Father. And you can't come to the Father unless you come through me. So come with me, come with me to the Father. That's eternal life with Father God who is pure, perfect love. Do you know that Jesus' Father is your Father and they're on equal levels? It says we are heirs of God the Father and co-heirs with Christ, participants in common with Jesus. It said about Jesus, He was the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. He's our brother. He, woo! That's why he said in Matthew 6, when you pray, pray to our Father, because my Father and your Father, we got the same Father. And we're going to spend eternity with Father. But Steve, I've got all these problems. No, 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 don't let your heart be troubled. We're talking about God right now in eternal life. But that doesn't fix my problems. No, but it shifts our perspective, which empowers us. Because of what I haven't told you yet, and we'll get there, maybe, is in John 14, it starts in verse 1, do not let your heart be troubled, right? Down in verse 27, after we're going to get there. It says, so do not let your heart be troubled. And what's in between? It's not talking about fixing all my problems, removing all the troubles, removing the values of the shadow of death, removing the fear, removing, removing all the um, conflicts, removing all the questions. It's, it's, God, he, God says, come on, that's not what's actually going to bring you what you need. It's a shift of perspective from here and now and stumbling through and hopefully getting to the end to, man, my Father and I, we're preparing a place for you forever and ever and ever. 
But Steve doesn't fix my problem now. God Almighty, I pray that you'll just allow me to shift your perspective because we're going through stuff. But man, this is, how can I not let my heart be troubled by getting a picture of eternity with the Father and with the Son and with the Holy Spirit? I'm the way to the Father. I'm the truth about the Father. I'm the life of the Father, said Jesus. No one comes to the Father except through me. Well, I'm just seeing something. See, we quote that verse, verse 6 of John 14 by itself all the time. Come on, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Don't we quote that? And we quote it to talk about who Jesus is. But that's not the context. The context is my father's doing something and I'm helping him out and I'm going to take you to be back. And people are saying, How, what does it look like? How do we get there? I'm the way to him. Jesus saying I am the way, the truth, and the life is not describing Jesus. It's describing the Father. It's talking about the Father. Because then He says no one can come to Him except through me. I'm just telling you a little bit about me so that you don't stop at me. It's not all about Jesus. Jesus said no. It's not all about me. It's all about my Father. Come with me to the Father. If you can't beat Him, join Him. If you really knew me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know Him. And you have seen Him. And then Philip said, hang on, Lord. No, no. Show us the Father. That will be enough. Show us the Father. And Jesus, don't you know me? It's almost confusing, isn't it? Show us the Father. And Jesus saying, don't you know me? Philip, even after being, even I after I have been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has actually seen the Father. Jesus is not the Father, but the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, that, that the Son is the radiance of the Father's glory, the exact representation, representing of His being. You want to know what the Father's like? Look at the Son. But don't stop at the Son. Go with the Son to the Father, because that's what eternal life is. How can you show us, how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Come on. We've got a lot of people in the church living by your own authority, yet Jesus Christ Himself said, I don't live by my own authority. Come on. God says to you, I'd like you to do that. I'm not sure I want to do that. Don't put your hand up. Sit on your hand. Come on. How many times have you felt the whisper of the Holy Spirit? Oh, it's not really a good time. It's not really a convenient time. Look at what my, where my family's at and my house at. And, my, and we say, God, I can't do that because you don't see my reality. Jesus said, I say this to you, and I don't speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father. I want you to see how many times Jesus just talks about the Father. I just need to connect. You're talking about me all the time. No, no, I just need you. Rather, it's the Father living in me. He's the one doing His work. You know that when Jesus did His work, He said, no, this is the Father doing His work. Praise God. 
Believe in me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, I, I, I always... I always pay attention and, and chuckle a little bit when Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, like sometimes it's not true or something. So what does he say very truly? It's like, uh, everything, you, you are truth. <laughs> Come on. So he's, I think what he's saying is, what I'm about to say and all that I'm saying right now is a bit hard for you to believe and accept, but you need to know it's the truth. Come on. Sometimes they say it's too good to be true. Most of what who God, all that God is and what God says is too good to be true. And therein lies part of the epidemic with so many of us as believers that we believe in God, but we don't believe God because it's too good to be true. He's declared this about us, but God, no, look at my reality, look at my circumstances. He goes, don't let your heart be troubled. Now lift your eyes from that to all that I'm saying right now about the Father and about eternal life and about the fact that I am the way to Him. We want our problems solved and God wants to fix our eyes upon Jesus. Come on, throw off every weights. Come on, all those things that are weights, and I throw them off. How many people see there's nothing passive about that? Ask God to come and take it off. No, you throw it off. Throw off the weight and every sin that so easily entangles us. I can't, I can't focus on God, but no, come on, throw it off. Now fix your eyes upon Jesus. Oh, He is the author and He's the perfecter, the completer of our faith, who for the joy set before Him, eternal focus. Come on, come on, come on. Who for the joy set before Him endured the cross. And despise the shame. How could he do that? Because now he is sitting down at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Now you and I, come on, let's consider him. How did he do it? See, we think it's about think about him, but it's how did he do it? For the joy set before him. Come on, right now you need to get what the Spirit is saying. For the joy set before him. Come on, consider him so that you don't grow weary and lose heart. I can't because of all this. Come on, throw that off, throw that off. Who for the joy set before him, the Father is preparing a place with the Lord Jesus Christ and he's gonna take us back to be with the Father. Oh, come on, he's gonna take us back to be with the Father forever and ever and ever and ever. Life, church, eternal life. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. How many people have always struggled with that statement? And they would do even greater things than what I did. Come on. How many people are currently doing greater things than Jesus? Put your hand up so you can lay hands on me. Because I am going to the Father. Oh, don't. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Believe in me or believe in the works that I've been doing and that you will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. Don't miss what He's saying. I, I, I represented the Father when I was on this earth because He brings eternal life. He brings healing. He brings life. He brings freedom. And that's what I did. And when I went back to heaven, I can't afford for the representation of the Father to stop. So that's why I'm going to do it through you. Not so I get the glory, but so the Father gets the glory. 
and I will do whatever you ask in my name. Why? So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Man, He was glorified when I went to the cross. He was glorified when I went through the pain and the suffering and He got glory from me. And now He gets glory still from me when we step out and say, I'm not gonna live bound by my circumstances, focused and fixated on my problems and my pain and all those. I'm gonna lift my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. It comes from the maker of heaven and earth, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Father's preparing a place for Steve McCracken. Feel free to join me if you want. You're on the ball. Make sure you be looking out for you in heaven. You'll be here. Yes, please. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Come on, that's a crazy statement. That's what Jesus said. But the context is don't ask me for anything in my name that you want. (laughs) Ask what my father wants. I'll do it because I want to glorify him. If you love me, how many people love Jesus? Come on, put your hand high. Great, keep my commands. Oh, please don't say that. Don't say that. But I, I don't. We got to make sure we meditate on the word, and that's what we're doing right now. Because this whole chapter is about eternal life with the Father that Jesus is preparing. And he said, Guard your heart and obey my commands, mixed in here. Because he, he knows that with eternity in mind, we will guard our hearts. And with eternity in mind, we will do what God says because it's not just about the here and now and what I want and pleasure and fulfillment. No, this is about eternal life. So therefore, God, if you speak, I'm going to do it even if it's uncomfortable now because it's not about the here and now. It's about the now for eternity. It's not about my life. It's about your life. Can can, can I tell you, um, I was not that long ago flying back from one of my many trips to New Zealand and on ministry. And I've been doing a lot of travel. You know, sometimes I'm doing weeks in a row and that's interstate overseas. And and uh, uh, I won't lie to you, it does get wearing, uh, especially because, you know, I'm such a passive, quiet preacher, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> but I remember, and Sally's only just started traveling with me, and this is a trip she wasn't and she hasn't been for the last... Uh, many years because of um, the different um, things in our world. And I remember flying back from another ministry trip saying, God, I'm not sure I want to do this anymore because it's lonely and it's hard and I'm getting tired. And, and God is, I actually said this, and the cost just seems to be great, so, so, so great. And I'd be happy if I just did some stuff around Melbourne and didn't get on another plane and didn't have to go and travel and stay in another hotel by myself. Is this reasonable? Are you feeling sorry for me? No, no. Um, but I was saying, but don't miss the point. I was saying this to God with sincerity, sincerity of heart. I said, God, the cost is so great. And he said to me in that moment, and, and this has really changed my life. He said, I want you to replace the word cost with privilege. Sally and I went back to our room last night and said, uh, 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 and we, before we walked in and walked in and driving again today, aren't we privileged 
aren't we privileged to be able to go around with the people of God and focus on God and download fathers? Aren't we privileged to be a part of what God is doing on this earth, which is not about just what God is doing on this earth, but He's preparing us for eternity. And He says, if you love me, keep my commands. It's not about a, I have to. It's about a privilege. It's about, a, it's about the fact that you have a holy conviction that God is good all the time and He's always working for my good and He knows what is best for me. People, the incredible cost that professional athletes go through for four, eight, 12, 16 years in a hope that they might get a gold medal, sometimes for a 30-second race. And I think, really, four o'clock every morning and not going out and not doing this in your life is just chaos for the hope of possibly making a podium one day. And they do that for a perishable crown, hopefully. And we've got the promise of eternal life with Father God. And He lives in us now. And we're complaining about cost. We are privileged beyond words to have each other and ever to be with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and without any of the stuff that right now causes our hearts to be troubled. And he's saying, this is a light and momentary affliction, but man, what is coming up ahead of you is going to be, man, it's going to far surpass what you can ever imagine. So don't let your hearts be troubled by this right now. If you love me, keep my commands. And I'll ask the Father and he will give you another. To even see the language again, Jesus, I will ask the Father. I only do what he says. He sent me. I'm going back to him. Can you see the son's submission to the Father? Can you see that? We struggle to submit to God, yet the eternal word, the son of the living God, lives continually submitted to his Father. Maybe it's because he knows him so much that he trusts him so well. Maybe if we don't trust God, it's because we don't know God. And I wonder if the greatest cry of our heart, as Paul prayed in Ephesians 1.17, I'm going to keep on asking you, God, the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ, that you'll give us a spirit of wisdom and of revelation so that we might know you better. Because if I know you better, then you'll be able to open the eyes of my heart so I can see the hope of my calling and the glorious riches of my inheritance. Come on, with God's holy people and the incomparable great power that's for us who believe. Come on. I will ask my Father and He will give you another advocate, a helper to help you and be with you forever. There's our eternal word again. He is the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Come on, but you know him. You know this Holy Spirit, for he lives with you and he will be in you. This is Jesus before he died, before the spirit was poured out, before the now, which is, do you not know that you are now in the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit who lives in you? 
I will not leave you as orphans. I will come back for you, says Jesus. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave this planet and, and just leave you with nothing and you can just struggle through life. No, 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 no. I came and I manifest the Father. I revealed the Father. I'm going back to Him. You love being with me, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit and He's going to be with you forever and He's going to help you. Come on, right here, right now and forever and ever and ever. And then I'll come back to take you to be with me where I am. That's with my Father in heaven. Before long, we, the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me again. Because I live eternally, you will also live eternally. And on that day when I come again, you will realize that I am in the Father. And that you are in me and I am in you. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. How many people know that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me? How many people know that the, the, the epistles are full of that we are in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. So Christ is in me and we're in Christ. Is that right, church? Is this right theologically? And our focus is that um, Christ is in me and I'm in Christ. And our whole focus has been, been on Christ. But what does Jesus says? I'm actually in my Father. Come on, Father said, I'm in my Father. You're in me and I'm in you and we're both in the Father. <laughs> Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I too will love them and show myself to them. This is how I read this. You might not read this this way. This is, what I, this is what I read, Jesus saying, let me tell you the ultimate. You'll be loved by my Father. Oh, and, and I'll love you too, but that's, that's nothing compared to my Father loving you. Because he says, you will be loved by my, my, my Father, and I will love you too. I'll show myself to you. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? And Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. And these words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have said to you and what I'm saying to you right now, church. And this is where we finish. So peace, I leave with you. But I don't have, no, stop, pause right now. Shift your focus from the here and now and your reality to all that I've just been saying. Eternal life with the Father, come on. My peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Again, don't miss what he's saying. How does the world give peace? How is the, what's the worldly thing of peace? The worldly thing of peace is that your issue is resolved or removed. He says, oh, I'm not going to give you that peace. Because he says in another passage, in this world you will have trouble. I promise it. <laughs> but don't worry, I've overcome that. I'm greater than that. 
We want the removal of it. He wants us to understand he's greater than it. The peace I give is it's different. It's in me and it's from me. It's not from the removal. And then he finishes and says, so do not let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. Ryan, if you come back, please, my friend, and we're going to finish up. I wonder if every person can maybe just pause for a moment. And maybe close your eyes just to avoid distractions. And I've really downloaded and imparted today. And if I can summarize what I believe the Spirit of the Lord would really want us to focus on, it's this, that the life which is in your name, is not a better life it's not a patched up life it's not a blessed life it's not even a changed life it is eternal life eternity with the Father with the Son with the Holy Spirit right now in this room just every eye closed this life is in the Son and through the Son, but it's with the Father forever and ever and ever and ever. Death is not the final word. Jesus defeated it. The power of death and sin has been broken by the Lord Jesus Christ. An eternal life, if I can have the house lights, sorry, just back on for a moment. Eternal life is not just except in Jesus, but it is the doorway into eternal life. And while every eye is closed, if you're in this place and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the day of salvation. The greatest thing that heaven celebrates is, is when one person actually receives this gift of eternal life. For God loved the world so much, the Father loved the world so much, He sent His Son to die for you and me, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting, eternal life with the Father forever. So while every eye is closed, if you're saying, I don't know God like, like you know God and I, I want to know God, the Bible says you got to believe in your heart, confess with your mouth and it says you are saved. That's not the end, that's the start. That's the start. I want to speak the truth over your life right now. If you don't know Jesus, you're actually not truly living. You may be existing, but you can't be living because living is life and life is in Jesus. And there's an invitation to walk with the God who made you and who loves you. It doesn't mean all your problems are going to be solved. It means that He will walk with you through it. And by the power of His Spirit, He'll help you to lift your eyes from the situations to Him. And this is what we've been talking about today. 
So if there's anyone here that says, Steve, I, I, I don't know God as my personal Lord and Savior, and you want to, I wonder while every eye is closed, if you just lift up your hand, I just want to pray for you. I just want to see if uh, God bless you. Anyone else? If you put up your hand, maybe just put it. Thank you. God bless you. You can put it down. Thank you, Father. Bible says you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. The reason why that's important is because there's creative power in what comes out of your mouth. Maybe you've experienced that in the negative where you're speaking things, speaking things, and life follows your words. But today, life can be released by your words. So I wonder if the whole church would just pray this with me, and I wonder if you would pray this out loud if you want to make this decision. Everyone in the church, praying this out loud with me, like you're not ashamed. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are love. And that you love me so much that, you, that I have made some mistakes and I've made some wrong choices. And I know this is sin. I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me, to remove it from me. And now I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I want to start to walk with you. I want to get to know you. I want to start this eternal life now. Would you please reveal yourself to me? In Jesus' name. And for the Father's glory. Amen. Father, I just release my blessing upon every person in this room right now. If you want God just to touch you just right now, even as we close, I wonder if you just lift up your hearts to God, maybe your hands to God. Father, I release right now the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon Life Church. God, out of the many things that have been spoken today, Lord, would you go deep on every person, Lord, that which you need them to see, that which you want them to hear. Lord, but we cry in this place that you'll open our eyes to see, Lord God, that this life is not just in Jesus and it's not just from Jesus, but it is an eternal life. And God, open our eyes afresh to see that eternal life is with the Father forever and ever and ever and ever. May we not be ruled by the here and now, by the natural. And may we, as we have an eternal focus, Lord, make a fresh decision today. I will not let my heart be troubled. Because Jesus is the Prince of Peace and He's living in me. Help us all to, today, Father, to learn to fix our eyes upon You. We give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty, matchless, eternal name. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you, church. Can I encourage you, please keep on leaning in and pushing into God. There's always more. And it won't shrink. It will enlarge. It won't be about rules and what you have to do. It's about life and love and peace and joy. God is so incredibly good. And He loves you so very much.
God bless you guys. Thanks so much for having us. And if you're around, come to the African service. You might say, I can't speak African. Welcome to the club. So come along. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.